welcome back to another episode of Midnight Muse. I'm Mateo A, and today I wanted to chat about what I've learned when it comes to valuing your work. This episode is going to basically be centered around creative work, but if you have a passion project or something that you would like to scale, this episode might be for you as well. I want to start off today just by thanking you guys for all the positive feedback so far and for just taking the time to listen to my scratchy voice. It's been really fun working on this um, as a passion project and new hobby, so I'm really excited about bringing it to life and continuing to make more episodes about things that were too long to really lay out in blog posts. Anyways, so as you all know, it's really weird right now and I've just been hit pretty hard as a freelancer, but what I've come uh, out of this experience with is a better understanding of how small businesses operate. And so today I thought it might be useful to just share my mindset behind pricing creative work and how to go about that since I know it can be super intimidating when starting out, just either asking for people to pay or if you're already asking people to pay, um, moving on to price jumping. So when first starting out, it's obviously great to get some work under your belt and either work on a collaborative basis or work for very little compensation. At that point, it's great to build your portfolio and build connections, although I will say that building connections is the best way to grow continuously throughout your journey. You never know who you're going to run into, and I think that's probably my favorite part about photography. I get to shoot with graphic designers, personal trainers, architects, policemen, interior designers, real estate agents, entrepreneurs and more you seriously get to meet so many interesting and inspiring people and on top of that it's just in general great to grow your network i started shooting in high school and so i was at an advantage just because i was constantly surrounded by people and friends my age that just wanted to go out and have fun shooting all the time that isn't to say that you're too old to try something new I think age is just a number and we tend to add meaning to it unnecessarily. You know, we're not supposed to start or stop something by certain ages. It is what it is since we're all on our own timeline, so that's important to note. Some people start their creative work at an early age and kill it then, and some start in their 50s and kill it then. So it's not really pertinent to the story just so long as you start. Anyways, yeah, I started shooting in high school and just started by asking my friends to hang out and shoot with me in free time and... We worked on a collaborative basis, so I gave them free photos, and they gave me credit and practice. Practice is the main thing. I think for portraiture, if I'm honest, one of the biggest things is just how you work with people. And most people you work with are not going to be super comfortable in front of the camera, so you've really got to be comfortable with yourself, mainly because you've got to put a lot of energy into making the people you work with comfortable with a camera in their face if you really want to draw out their raw emotions. Portraiture is pretty tough mainly because you have to be really adaptable, but I'll probably make an episode laying out tips and tricks 
and all of that since I could go on and on about it, but once I basically just started building my portfolio by using my friends, I was in the prime age group to start working with seniors since that was just basically my age group and naturally I knew a lot of people in that age range and in the grades under me that were graduating in the years following me. That's when I launched my first year of senior reps, which is basically just a marketing tactic that you can use to get referrals. I was a senior rep my senior year and I really enjoyed it, although I definitely tweaked how I wanted the program to run when I launched my own program just so I could fit my needs and bandwidth basically into the program. At that point, I was charging $150 for four outfits and averaging three hours of shoot time, but hey, gotta start somewhere. Beyond seniors, I wasn't really charging too much for other sessions. I was working for really cheap, either on a collaborative basis or maybe charging around $50 to $30 a session and delivering tons of photos that took hours to work on. And I knew that I wanted to branch out into different areas of photography and I had a couple of friends ask me to take their engagement photos. It was my first engagement session so I just asked for $150 basically which would cover my flight from St. Louis to Colorado and my reasoning behind that decision was that I knew Colorado had some really great views and it would really propel my portfolio forward for a couple sessions so it was basically an investment in myself and my portfolio. At the same time, I was fashion blogging, which is honestly how this all started, and it also gave me prime practice on posing myself, which I realized transferred directly over into my work as a photographer and especially shooting people. It's just so much easier to understand what makes people feel comfortable, what looks flattering yet natural when you get in front of the camera yourself. So as I was still working on collaborations for my own brand, I was able to practice posing myself and then add those photos to my portfolio portfolio too. At the same time, I was able to mess around with different editing styles and techniques and just figure out what appealed to me most and that's where an artist aesthetic develops at the point where you can figure out what works best with your workflow as well as what you really really fall in love with. Around that time, I randomly started working for a Korean sock company. Very random, I know. So I was being paid at the time by the company to take photos and manage social media. So I was able to then offer free shoots and socks to models, which grew my portfolio and network even more. Around that time period, I started to realize that businesses and brands saw something in my work and people were more than willing to book with me. And I felt a tension point where I felt like, I was taking on more than I could handle, so I price jumped at that point. If you studied econ, you know about supply and demand, and where those lines intersect, it's weird because when you're selling a product or service, you can almost physically feel that intersection either move or stand still and just to give you guys background i'm not great at econ i literally got a d in macro econ and my dad cried tears of joy because he didn't have to pay for the course again and i think i got like a c minus in micro econ and my major was entrepreneurship and so i price based on feeling and (laughs) i don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing so If you don't have a background in econ, no worries. It's not really a make or break for pricing, so hope that makes you guys feel better. And anyways, the reason you want to price jump goes beyond you making more money. Yes, that's great, but at the same time, it means that you're adjusting your price based on the value that 
potential customers are perceiving you at. It all kind of goes into branding, if I'm honest. Think about Gucci. It's a freaking hoodie or something that goes for hundreds and hundreds of dollars, yet people are willing to pay because the company is branded as luxury. You have to brand yourself at the value that you want to be perceived by. It was at that point that I started to offer senior sessions for $300, so I doubled my prices and offered three outfits, which is less work than four outfits. At the time, I was also still working a few other jobs to diversify my income so I could make body and lens upgrades basically to just reinvest into my gear and promotion cost. I did an art show as well around that time and so I got to do some more creative and conceptual work which was great and different than the typical portrait session so again was diversifying my portfolio while also focusing on the niches that were bringing me money. At the same time, I was picking up more engagement and couple sessions, so I was continuing to build on that portfolio work, averaging around $150 to $200 a session, and I was also still working on my own brand work, which meant that I was still shooting for brands. The summer after my art show, I was really pushing my seniors, and I had a great summer with my reps and word-of-mouth marketing. In my free time, I was offering collaborative shoots just to stay inspired, have fun, and also put out content that was different than what I was used to. And this is huge, you guys, because it is so easy when your passion and your hobby turns into work to fall into the work and fall out of love with what you used to love to do and so that's why I love to still work sometimes on a collaborative basis to just stay inspired, stay motivated, and just stay creative. Concept shoots are still my favorite just because there's no guidelines and you just figure out what works as you go because more often than not what you planned doesn't execute the exact way you thought it would which is why adaptability is such an important trait when doing creative work. I jumped up to $350 for three outfits for my seniors that summer and saw the best senior season yet. There are a couple of weird feelings you get when figuring out pricing and the first being asking to charge in the first place. If you haven't charged before, it kind of feels like, am I good enough? Why would someone pay me for this? And am I charging too much? I can pretty much guarantee that someday you'll look back on those thoughts and laugh (laughs) because... Once you get used to seeing the value in your work, and once you recognize the value in your work, other people will too, and they'll be willing to pay. I worked through that year charging around $200 to $350 a session, and my client base continued to grow in both St. Louis and Colorado. I was going to school in St. Louis, so naturally my network was growing there, while I was also maintaining my marketing efforts in Colorado and flying back on weekends to shoot. My sister was living in Washington, D.C., and she did some marketing for me, for friends, and so I was able to land gigs when I visited her to help offset my cost of travel for visiting her. A few months later, I thought about shooting weddings, and at that point, I knew I needed to be proactive about seeking mentorship in that field. I was able to secure an internship with a photography studio that is well-known in St. Louis and does weddings, seniors, families, newborns, you name it, they do it. Shout out L Photography, photography, i.e. 
uh, for taking me under their wing and teaching me so much. I shot my first wedding during my internship and hired a second shooter. It was an eight-hour wedding and I charged $1,500, so just under $200 an hour. And to give you perspective, I'm now at about double that rate, so around $400 an hour for just digital. So my mindset behind charging what I did was that I was in a position where I was comfortable charging and I knew I could charge a decent rate, but at the same time I knew that I hadn't shot a wedding before and my price needed to reflect that at the same time. That year I felt like weddings weren't for me. I shot two and I went through a few months just thinking, you know, yeah, they can be lucrative, but at the same time, I'm not sure if I'm super passionate about them. Then I fell in love with both my own partner as well as weddings and I fell back in love with shooting weddings and that year I booked over 30 weddings and it's been a great year of getting my skin in the game and getting more weddings under my belt. After a few weddings, I went from charging 300 an hour to an average of 400 an hour and I also price jumped my regular portrait sessions from around that 200 mark to 350 and up. It's always interesting, I think, that you tend to attract the type of client that you brand yourself as and I'm a very laid-back person and I really haven't had any tough couples yet. I do have my frustrations time to time, but you know, I haven't had an instance that's made me be like, I'm never doing another wedding again, I'm never shooting with another family again, etc, etc. And I think it just kind of goes back to me loving, capturing love, enjoying working with couples and families and people, and so keeping that passion alive definitely carries so far when you're doing what you enjoy. So that's basically the breakdown of my price jumping. I'll give you guys just some general tidbits that I've also learned. The first is that one of the reasons people aren't always willing to book and claim that your work is overpriced is because they don't understand how much work actually goes into creative work. When this happens, I always just think to myself, okay, then, well, good luck doing it yourself, and I move on. It takes so much time and dedication to learn all that goes into creation on top of the time it takes to actually create, let alone all of the costs that goes into your equipment, programs, tax, basically cost of doing business. So now when I get back to people about pricing, I always go a little over the top on what the price includes. So like tax, travel, pre and post production, actual shooting time, etc. So that when they look at the price, it makes a little more sense to them. The next thing to think about when pricing is I found a lot of people struggle figuring out how to price their work. So start at what you want to make hourly and then consider how many hours the project will take. Be sure to factor in the cost of your software, equipment, and other costs of doing business, bundle it together, and pitch it as that full rate, or you can just leave it at hourly and offer an estimation on how many hours you anticipate the project will take. My third tip is to be straightforward. Get to the point and don't beat around the bush. If you are the customer, you would want the vendor to be straightforward and tell you exactly what you're getting and at what cost, so as the vendor, do just that. The next point is that it is creative work, so your pricing per project isn't going to always look identical. I generally charge a little less for local businesses just because I'm a small business myself, and I obviously want to be cognizant of that and, you know, offer a little more empathy when I can to clients. 
After you get used to charging different scopes of clients, you begin to find the different areas where you can push and where you have to pull back a bit with pricing. That's where your personal judgment kind of comes in. Something else to consider as well is your value proposition, so what you are offering that competitors may or may not be, and how to properly price that. The last tip is that a good place to be is where you're not getting too many no's and you're still able to be a bit selective with bookings. By that, I mean you're not too desperate for work and you can take on work that fits your interest and schedule and you're not just taking jobs to take them, but at the same time, you're also getting enough bookings to keep momentum. So those are just some quick tips on pricing and learning to value your work. If you guys have specific questions, feel free to message me and I'm happy to help. Always remember that you're giving up your time as well as your talent when you're doing creative work. People are paying for your unique eye and touch to do a great job and that's why you ought to charge. Plus, people always say, I'll just find someone else to do it for cheaper, but as a creative community, we've got to raise the standard and fight for our worth collectively if we want to be paid for offering up our talents. It's basically just setting an industry expectation that artists charge for sharing their skills and talents. You don't even have to be confident in yourself when you pitch pricing to people, just be confident enough to know that you have the ability to back that price you set. Today's quote is, your value doesn't decrease based on someone's inability to see your worth. And so that is true, my friends. If you take those opinions too seriously, it will be hard to make it in the creative world. External validation will just burn you out. So you've got to, got to just value yourself and value your work and the right work will come to you naturally. Have a great rest of your week, you guys. I'm going to bed now and I'll talk to you later.